This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Monday. And we got some shit going on. So we're going to go ahead and get to it. January 6th committee has just convened uh, for a hearing. They started about 10, 15 minutes ago. Benny Thompson gave some comments. Now Liz Cheney is speaking. What they are doing presently is they are going to vote on contempt charges for Dan Scavino and Dave Navarro, advisors to President Trump, and then they are going to meet behind closed doors to discuss what to do about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas's wife, Jenny Thomas. I am sorry you have a cold, Sky. I I hope you have you have not caught the COVID. Hopefully, it is just a cold or it's allergies. President Trump's plan had worked. It would have permanently ended the peaceful transition of power, undermining American democracy and the Constitution. If the country does not so far, the DOJ has been accountability dragging its feet on actually scheduling and bringing charges against people that Congress has recommend contempt charges against. Lady yields back. Pursuant to notice, I now call up report on a resolution. This is live right now. House of Representatives find Peter K. Navarro and Daniel Scavino Jr. in contempt of Congress for refusal to comply with subpoenas duly issued by the select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. The report was circulated in advance and printed copies are available. Noticeably lacking. Great description, Dustin. Recommending that the House of Representatives find Peter K. Navarro and Daniel Scavino Jr. in contempt of Congress for refusal to comply with subpoenas duly issued by the Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. Without objection, the report will be considered read and open to amendment at any point. The chair recognizes the gentlewoman from California, Ms. Lockman. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. You know, it's a phrase we use all the time, <clears throat> no one is above the law. But it seems as if a few of the former president's closest... There are people pushing for him to face justice. They are. The resignation letter of the assistant district attorney in the Manhattan DA's office is just insane. ...that Mr. Trump around 1992 and worked for him for many years. First at the Trump National Club and then as director of social media for his 2016 presidential campaign. Then, as White House Deputy Chief of Staff for Communications, and on his 2020 campaign, and later on efforts to reverse the election results, which former Vice President Mike Pence has denounced as un-American. According to many published reports, everybody with a brain has denounced it as un-American. with Mr. Trump to use social media to spread lies regarding non-existent election fraud. And well, I mean, non-wealthy refers to Trump as well. That motherfucker ain't got the money he says he does. For example, Mr. Trump's Twitter account praised a false report alleging election fraud, tweeting, and here's a quote, 
a great report, statistically impossible to have lost the 2020 election. Big do, if Trump is not held to account, then we don't have law in this country. Will be wild. Mr. Scavino. I understand your cynicism, though. Domestic violence, violent extremist social media, and he did that. On and I'm not high enough for this shit. This committee has reason to believe that doing so provided Mr. Scavino with explicit advance warnings of the violence that was to occur on January 6th. Now, Mr. Scavino may have shared these warnings of violence with Mr. Trump before January 6th. He reportedly attended several meetings with Mr. Trump and others regarding reversing President Biden's legitimate victory. Mr. Scavino was also with Mr. Trump during the Capitol attack, while Mr. Trump failed to immediately try to stop it, despite urgent bipartisan calls for him to do so. You were just joining Senate us. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. This is right live. That the public needs to know. House of Representatives. This is the January 6th committee. Occurred on January 6th. Now, to inform both the American people and legislative reform proposals, this committee needs to speak with Mr. Scabino. He has to fulfill his legal and his moral obligation. The committee is voting to recommend charges against Dan Scavino. Consequences. That's why we're taking Peter Navarro for contempt of Congress. In the United States of America, no one is above the law. This Whee! committee is doing its job. The Department of Justice needs to do theirs. I yield back, Mr. Chairman. Gentlelady yields back. Chair hey, Merrick Garland, where are you at? Illinois, Mr. Kingsinger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Kinzinger. The vice chair mentioned with Ukraine, it reminds us that democracies aren't defined by bad days or bad things that happen, but how they defend it and how they come back from that. And that's the importance of this committee. So Dan Scavino. Kinzinger looks like he put somebody's eye out with the with the tip of his hair there. He became a longtime Trump employee and remains a true Trump loyalist. In the Trump administration, Dan Scavino served as director of social media and for its final two years, as deputy chief of staff for Kinzinger might have been uh, startled and, report notes, Dan and, and his uh, spikes are January 5th and 6th. standing at attention He's ready to take on by phone several times predators and was with the president when many urged him to help stop the violence at the Capitol. Sorry, he was always sorry. at all relevant times a Trump and White House insider. Social media as a means of monitoring and shaping friend it's shaping trends was Dan Scavino's core business. Reports tell us that Dan... Oh, I, I, I almost OD'd on acetaminophen. Social <laughs> or I did OD on acetaminophen. <laughs> Two months ago, three months ago, something like that. ...that Dan Scavino has that the select committee needs to know. I want to focus on one aspect of that. What Dan Scavino could tell us about what then-President Trump thought was likely to happen on January 6th. Did the president know that the rally could turn violent? That his rhetoric on the ellipse could send an angry... I was going to pause it and talk to you about being a pharmacy tech, but then I remembered, oh yeah, we're live on this shit. He had a fired-up crowd. Did he know that they might take it literally when, the next morning, he told them to, quote, fight hard? 
Dan Scavino was there and could tell us a lot about that. And apparently he had to drop some F-bombs in order to get him riled up. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit, Dip. I've got a clip. It's unlawful and there's no excuse. Then President Trump asserted that he generally did his own tweets, but he acknowledged that on occasion Scavino helped to shape them. We well, know we know for a fact that Kid Rock said he did not do his own tweeting. With that in mind, let's take a closer look. On December 19th, 2020, Trump retweeted... Well, I would rather the kids shoot up drugs than schools, I'm just saying. Fight for Trump. And here it is. Where the, where the, where the fuck is it? January 6th. Oh, there we go. Then just two and a half weeks off. Dan Scavino could tell us something useful about why Donald Trump retweeted that particular message. President Trump also retweeted a video titled, quote, How to Steal an Election. Among other things, it argued that COVID-19 was created to ensure that Trump would lose the election. And here's that one. QAnon had already retweeted that one by the time Trump did. We'd like to hear what President Trump's director of social media... Oh, I'm, I'm sure I could dig that rally up on Rumble or BitChute or some shit. ...social media sites make of all that, of President Trump urging them to join in a... I'm sure it exists on Odyssey. Some of his followers on the Donald French site took it as marching orders. Dan Scavino had every reason to know that they would... I've got, I've got to show, after this, I've got to Dan show you guys Scavino some of the comments I got on BitChute. ...was well aware of what his boss wanted, and to the extremist violent users that use the site like Donald Trump, or like the Donald. Dan Scavino himself sent out a video that a user on the same site understood to be, quote, literal war drums. President Trump had by then been president for a full four years with Dan Scavino at his side. He, they knew that January 6th, that the January 6th crowd could turn violent. They knew exactly what they were doing. And the select committee needs to hear directly about his and President Trump's role in inciting violence that day. Thank you, Mr. I liked the Percocets. Those were my favorite. Gentleman yields back. See, I recognize gentleman from... Back when I did such things. Thank you to our chairman and vice chair for... What's up, Adam? ...today. Our committee has a singular purpose, to ensure that our nation never again experiences the violence of January 6th. That there is never again an effort to overturn a presidential Molly Percocet, election, Molly, Molly to Percocet. interfere with a peaceful transfer Ask of power. Fuck it, man. That is our object. And every single witness called before this panel... <laughs> you, got, you had me singing. ...is a patriotic duty to help Congress and the American people understand how the tragedy of January 6th came about. And more than a duty... It is a necessity. I can't, I can't hear that song without thinking about the fucking Rick and Morty episode. Today. The Slut Dragon. Navarro and Dan Scavino have refused to comply with a duly authorized subpoena, offering up again and again spurious and unjustifiable excuses. In Mr. Scavino's case, he, was, he has clearly relevant testimony for our committee. Scavino was intimately involved in former President Trump's social media content and strategy, uh, and served as deputy chief of staff for communications while also actively promoting Trump's campaign. Weed, everybody, everybody fucking was with being Trump a bad influence on me. Get me to smoke weed. Including during a period when the Capitol was under attack. That he was party to conversations with Trump about challenging, disrupting, or impeding the congressional proceedings to certify the election results. And that he may have also had prior knowledge Good thing I'm not high enough for this of shit. violence on January 6th due to his monitoring of social media sites, 
where such violence was discussed and predicted. Jonah, what is up? Specifically through press reporting, we are aware. Welcome. January 6th, Mr. Scavino was advising Trump throughout the day. If you ain't high, get high. That's what we do. Directly sending messages from the White House and potentially playing a role in the video message Trump released hours after rioters breached the Capitol. It's if also you just joined us, then uh, we are live right now. This is a congressional hearing during the January 6th Select Committee to successfully object to the certification of the election and thus overturn it. This is why... Picking up their ivermectin. They could have been getting it for their horse. Privilege. But that claim isn't grounded in the law or reality. Or they could they legitimately might have had worms, Dustin. Don't judge people. For a congressional committee. It doesn't apply Worms are, are, are pretty common. On behalf of the former president. It doesn't apply to a potentially unlawful scheme to obstruct Congress, and it doesn't First thing you, you do when you get home from work is get your ivermectin. Current president of the United States. YouTube, I'm joking. Do not pull my video down. I have one more thing to add. Only take ivermectin for worms and as prescribed by a doctor or a veterinarian. Without enforcement of congressional subpoenas. This is the United States. It's possible you've went to see a veterinarian about your medical issues. Not for the former president or any other president, past, present, or future. Without enforcement of its lawful process, Congress ceases to be... Cancel Justin. ...branch of government, and the balance of power would be forever altered to the lasting detriment... Of the American people. Finally, I want to return to Judge Carter's remarkable opinion. No, get high. Yes, get high. Yes, get. Oh, oh, you meant when you get home. <laughs> I have committed a crime. And Fuck yeah, Aaron. That's what I like to hear. The judge said that Dr. Eastman and President Trump launched a campaign to overturn a Democratic election. An action unprecedented yes, in America. We, we will be talking about that court the case campaign was not momentarily. To the ivory tower. It was a coup in search of a legal theory. The plan spurred violent attacks on the seat of our nation's. Now this is the January 6th Select Committee meeting to uh, send contempt charges over to the DOJ for Dan Scavino and Peter Navarro. After this. The committee will meet behind closed doors where they will discuss Jenny Thomas and what to do about her. Apparently, they are planning on subpoenaing her or at least asking her to provide testimony. Extend comment. Thank you for the bits. The highest office in the land or those who hold no office at all. If no one is above the law, then no one must be above the law. We are upholding our responsibility. I ain't high enough to be above the law. Must do the same. I I'd like to get that high. Gentleman yields back. Chair recognizes the gentleman from California, Mr. Aguilar. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, Madam Vice Chair, and distinguished colleagues. Our committee is dedicated to getting to the truth and to taking any steps necessary to do so. When material witnesses fail to comply with lawful subpoenas, we have no choice but to refer them for contempt of Congress. Peter Navarro's testimony is integral to our investigation, and despite the... I, th- th- I, I thought that they had a sergeant in arms, and that he was armed, or that they were armed, 
Mr. They could Marlin. just go out and yank somebody off the fucking street. By executive privilege, but I thought I thought they had that fucking power. You're fucking Congress. Any case seeking relief from his responsibilities to comply with our subpoena. An economist with a PhD from Harvard, Mr. Navarro ran unsuccessfully for office in my home state of California for five times. Five times. He wrote several books on economics and trade, many of which... Ran five times! He was brought on by the Trump campaign in 2016. Loser! ...advised the former president on economic and trade issues. He was such an important advisor to the former president that an office in the White House was created just for him to oversee. The House Mace! ...trade council. He was the architect of the president's trade policies, which... (laughs) Give the sergeant at arms a fucking mace! ...business council, quote... Hurt the U.S. economy and failed to achieve major policy goals. Now, Mr. Chairman, I think the American people might be wondering. And why we are not talking about Representative Nancy Mace. About the attempts to under to overturn the 2020 election, as the vice chair noted, that's because Mr. Navarro held that title as a director of White House National Trade Council, but he devoted much of his time to White House political efforts outside the scope. Of his official duties. In fact, the American people are. I like devoted significant time to being on like Fox Business News. In his political capacity, he was the so NBC and shit. Re-election campaign that the United States Special Counsel ruled in 2020 that Mr. Navarro repeatedly violated the Hatch Act. That's because the former president trusted Mr. Navarro as a spokesman and confidant. He was so intimately involved with these efforts that Mr. Navarro allegedly led a call on January 2nd with a group of state legislators about the effort to convince Vice President Trump, Vice President Pence, to delay the election certification for 10 days. A text handed over to this committee by Mr. Meadows from a member of the press read, and I quote, Mark, I'm reaching out because I have details on the call that Navarro helped convene yesterday with legislators as part of his effort to get Pence to delay certification of the election. The whole damn administration violated the Hatch Act. Were you on the call when the president... But, I mean, that fucking administration after administration... Well, Obama had plenty of Hatch Act violations. We need to hear from him about this conversation. And about I, w- I wish they would actually strictly enforce it. We need it. to hear from him about his other calls with Steve Bannon, whom the House has already held in contempt, that took place both during and after... The attack on the U.S. Capitol. And Bannon's tra- like Bannon is like the only one that has a trial set thus far, and it's like July of next year. Like that fucking helps us. In his book, which I know my colleague from Florida will discuss in greater detail. This is as clear a case for contempt as we are likely to see, Mr. Chairman. And I yield back. Gentleman yields back. Chair recognizes the gentlewoman from Florida, Mrs. Murphy. Thank you, Mr. Florida woman. And I'll just pick up where my colleague, Mr. Aguilar, left off. Over a month and a half ago, Mr. Navarro was subpoenaed by this committee. We sought documents and testimony regarding his efforts to discredit the election and to prevent the results from being certified. This information is central to our committee's inquiry. Mr. Navarro refused to comply, making a cursory claim of executive privilege. There are many reasons why this blanket assertion of executive privilege lacks merit as a matter of law and as a matter of common sense. Most fundamentally, neither the incumbent nor the former president has asserted privilege regarding Mr. Navarro's testimony or document production to the committee. And Mr. Navarro has no unilateral authority to assert privilege himself. 
Beyond that foundational flaw in Mr. Navarro's privilege claim, since the election, he has spoken and written widely about the precise subjects that are the focus of our subpoena. Clearly, Mr. Navarro is eager to tell his story as he sees it, so long as he can do so. He's eager to incriminate himself on live TV as well. In 2021, Mr. Navarro published a three-part report on his website called The Navarro Report. In it, he makes allegations about election fraud that have been debunked. Furthermore, in November... I liked him better when he was the... In Trump time. ...guitarist for Red Hot Chili Peppers. ...he took to change the outcome of the election. For instance... They're circa what, like... ...credit for working with Steve Bannon... 98, 99... ...they called the Green Bay Sweep. The core of this plan was to encourage Vice President Pence to delay certification of the election. Maybe that was David Navarro, my bad. January 6th, and to send the election back to state legislators. In his book, Mr. Navarro also writes what he called Attorney General William Barr. He, he also writes that he called Attorney General William Unpopular Pence opinion among Chili Peppers fans. That's my favorite Chili Peppers album. ...to challenge the election results, which Barr declined to do. Notably, Mr. Navarro acknowledges that he kept a journal detailing this episode and other post-election actions he took. And finally, earlier this year, at the same time he was refusing to comply with our subpoena, Mr. Navarro made multiple media appearances during which he discussed his various roles in the events that culminated in the January 6th attack. I'd like to play a video, uh, media clip right now. Can you please cue the clip? Here we go. This is exactly what I was talking about. Which is kind of interesting. It's like I have so much knowledge uh, to share with you about what what I was involved in and what I know. Given that you've told me (laughs) that you have a plan that you push to delay or deal with the certification, you've told me 100 members back it, and you've said in public Trump was on board. If you say all those things out here, why risk a legal battle, or going to jail to refuse to discuss them with the committee under oath? Uh, Because uh, I have a loyalty to the Constitution and a loyalty to the president. The president has invoked executive privilege in this matter. It's not um, my authority uh, to uh, revoke that privilege. You say it's not your privilege to waive, but let's look at how often you've waived it. Let's look at some of the news you've made on these topics, take a look. Former Trump advisor Peter Navarro is spilling the beans. We had uh, over 100 congressmen and senators on Capitol Hill ready to implement the sweep. Peter Navarro. Right? The, the boss tells Pence to take my friggin' call. Navarro tells Rolling Stone. It was about sending... <laughs> Most of all of those states would decertify the election. It's from the same fucking interview. How do you expect people to take seriously your claim that this is secret? And he's he's like, well, this is shit you said in the past, and they play clips from the same interview. Are he and Peter Navarro are wearing the same shit? Peter, like the dog is barked. The dog is barked. Thank you. He has so much knowledge to share with a journalist, but he refuses to share that knowledge in response to a lawful subpoena. Evidently, Mr. Navarro is only concerned with executive privilege with keeping certain matters confidential when it's convenient for him. Unfortunately for him, and fortunately for the American public, that's not how the law works. No president, incumbent or former, has claimed privilege regarding Mr. Navarro's testimony and documents. 
And in any event, his claim of executive privilege is severely undermined, if not foreclosed altogether, by his extensive public disclosures on the same issues the committee seeks to question him about under oath. As a result of his actions, Mr. Navarro is clearly in contempt of Congress and should be referred to the Department of Justice for criminal prosecution. I yield back. I got the giggles. I got the giggles. (laughs) Man from Maryland, Mr. Raskin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, You know, my hero said the cause of America is the cause of mankind. And today, democracy is under siege all over the world. And just as we're working to defend and fortify democracy abroad. I thought the cause of America was racism. That's what caused all this. Here at home, the... Oh, I'm sorry, that that triggers the conservatives when you say America was founded on racism. Had two coordinated elements that we've been able to see. You you can't say that. One was a violent insurrection from the outside, infused by propaganda and disinformation, and led by domestic violent extremist groups like the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, the QAnon networks, um, the militia groups. But the other component was a secret campaign on the inside to replace our constitutional process governing presidential elections with a tissue of lies. And the wife of a Supreme Court justice was in on it. Mockery of American democracy. This is what the political scientists call a self coup. It's not a coup against a president, like most coups, but it's a coup organized by the president against the constitutional framework itself. The two contempt citations we vote on tonight will go to persons who have critical information about both components of this assault on America and the coordination between them. Peter Navarro worked to overthrow the election by nullifying 79 electoral college votes cast by tens of millions of Americans who live in Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, New Mexico, and Wisconsin. Had his so-called Green Bay sweep, which, by the way, uh, is an insult to Green Bay Packers all over the country, but uh, had his so-called Green Bay sweep not been blocked by the bravery of our police officers, 150 of whom were injured, wounded, or hospitalized by insurrectionary violence, and by Vice President Pence's refusal to abandon his constitutional duties, this attempted coup would have, quote, permanently ended the peaceful transition of power in America, unquote, threatening the survival of democracy and the Constitution, as United States District Judge David Carter put it so powerfully in his remarkable decision today, rejecting the claims of Navarro's comrade in these efforts, John Eastman. We subpoenaed Navarro to produce documents by February the 23rd, 2022, and to appear for deposition on March 2nd. He has produced no documents and failed to appear for his scheduled deposition. Peter Navarro must be held in criminal contempt of Congress and the American people because he is acting with criminal contempt for the Congress and the American people. The American people want to know what sets him above the you law. You know Raskin means business. His hair is wild tonight. 
U.S. versus Brian that is unlike Kinzinger, who had the uh, duty, which every person well groomed in the jurisdiction of the government is bound to perform when properly summoned. The, the stylish quote. 2020, the Supreme Court emphasized that it is the duty of all citizens to cooperate with a subpoena. But Navarro invokes the words executive privilege, repeats the phrase over and over again, it is not my privilege to Against democracy itself, against the country. ...to nullify the powers of the U.S. Congress... Just like he For the longest time, the right-wingers were like, well, nobody has been charged with insurrection. It wasn't an insurrection. Well, several members of the Oath, board, or Oath Keepers, the 11 people have been charged with seditious conspiracy. Then neither, for the exact same reason, and by definition, is it his to assert in the first place. The Supreme Court has been clear that the executive privilege belongs to the President of the United States. And on February 28, 2022, the White House counsel notified Mr. Navarro that President Biden determined that assertion of executive privilege is not justified with respect to Navarro's effort to cover up the evidence of his participation in this assault on American constitutional democracy. So Navarro then appears to fall back on the vague assertion that the executive privilege here belongs to former President Trump, which is not only dubious, but entirely irrelevant, because our committee has not been given any attempted invocation of executive privilege by Donald Trump, either formally or informally, indirectly by Peter Navarro, or directly by Donald Trump. Nothing. There is plainly... He just didn't show up. ...of executive privilege here, either by the actual president or by any former president. And even if there were, even if President Biden tried to assert executive privilege for Peter Navarro, it would fail immediately because the privilege does not apply to private political business, much less to criminal activity like conducting coups or insurrections. On the Lawrence Welk show, dropping the... The privilege applies... Dropping the deep cut reference there. ...on government policy by advisors rendering confidential advice on matters within their domain of professional responsibility. Now, Peter Navarro was the White House trade advisor. It was not within his job description to overthrow President... By the way, the, the trade advisor during a time where we lost a trade war with China over soybeans responsibilities had to, had to subsidize farmers... Regimes in place of the U.S. Constitution. Put tariffs on steel and lumber that are having a reverberating effect currently, driving inflation. Of 49 million Americans. That's your trade advisor, Peter Navarro. For his chosen candidate for four years, he was not rendering advice on trade policy. We are not seeking documents or testimony from Navarro related to his official duties as trade advisor. And indeed, on a press call to announce release of his outlandish and cartoonish three-part report on outright fraud in the 2020 election on his personal website, Navarro acknowledged publicly that he was writing as a private citizen and not as a federal government official. So please spare us the nonsense talk about executive privilege rejected now by every court that has looked at it. This is America. And there's no executive privilege here for presidents, 
much less trade advisors, to plot coups and organize insurrections against the people's government and the people's constitution, and then to cover up the evidence of their crimes. The courts aren't buying it, and neither are we. Navarro insists only on adding insult to his contempt. More than a year after Biden beat Trump by more than 7 million votes, Navarro continues to spread the big lie that Trump won, and he says, quote, beyond any shadow of a doubt, this election was stolen. He brags about his work with Steve Bannon to apply pressure on Vice President Pence to do the wrong thing. He tells the complete story in his book, In Trump Time, and in his three-part report, which was made up of titles... In Trump Time? Immaculate Deception. Is that the name of the book, In Trump Time? ...how they tried to get Pence to abandon his constitutional duties and force the contest into a contingent presidential election under the 12th Amendment in the House of Representatives. In Trump Time, that's the name of the book. (laughs) ...he makes noises about the next insurrection. A year after the election was over, he said, if they want an insurrection, they keep pushing this, they're going to push the American people over the freaking edge. In Trump time. The American people opposed the January 6th insurrection, and the American people oppose future insurrections and coups against our government. We are fighting to defend the institutions and values of democracy at home against coup plotters and insurrectionists, and we are supporting other democracies around the world <laughs> under siege by autocrats. Oh, God, they're stupid. And despots. You can get a hardcover copy for $13.99. Not a genius. You can get a Kindle version for $2.99. Freedom, the Constitution, and the rule of law against people who smashed out... Look, it's got five stars. ...in the face with Confederate battle flags and tried to cancel out the results of our presidential election. These two men are in contempt of Congress, and we must cite them both for their... The Rainbow Paintbrush is a fantastic title. ...for our laws and our institutions. I yield back. Gentleman yields back. Chair recognizes a gentlewoman from Virginia, Ms. Luria. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And I want to thank my colleagues on the committee for their commitment to providing a full and factual accounting of everything that led to <laughs> the events of that day and to ensure that the only people seeking out a Peter Navarro book are people that are going to be partial to Peter Navarro anyway. Had 3,000 ratings. That's what they say. They say they serve in the military. They serve the American people. Today, I continue to serve, as we all do on this committee. When Mr. Scavino and Mr. Navarro entered the administration, they agreed to serve the American people. The president, who serves the American people, has a unique duty under the Constitution to take care that the laws be faithfully executed. And those that serve under the president, especially those closest to him in the administration, are integral to performing that duty to take care that the laws are faithfully executed, not to undermine those laws. Congress has a constitutional duty to investigate, and we have a duty to the American people to investigate the violent attack on our capital that attempted to prevent the peaceful transition of power. 
Mr. Scavino and Mr. Navarro have a duty to respond to the subpoenas of this committee. However, they've decided, apparently, that they're above the law. Fifty years ago this year, a small group of people in the Nixon administration also decided they were above the law. They engineered a cover-up. Weed! I need, to, I need to pack another bowl. They were almost successful, but it took Congress, the Senate, to get to the truth, a truth that the American people deserve. This committee has conducted more than 800 voluntary depositions and interviews with more scheduled, including witnesses who worked in the I don't the know if I have enough in my... I might have to grind some more here on the 90,000 documents pertaining to January 6th. And we followed up on more than 435 tips received. Get high, Aaron. I'm, I'm going to have to get the grinder out and everything. have voluntarily come forward. And I was trying to avoid doing it. However, Mr. Scavino and Mr. Navarro refused. Maybe there's some in my grinder. Constitutional duty. Why are they special? Why is it when we get closer and closer to the former president, his inner circle, those nearest to the president, why are those the ones who refuse to tell the American people what they know? What is because they're guilty as fuck, too. They were grifting off of Trump. Attempted to obstruct the pursuit of justice. They guilty. And to stonewall this committee's work and conceal the truth, despite both publicly acknowledging their roles and promoting election fraud conspiracies. It's time. It's time for Aaron to get high. What? Mr. Scavino and Mr. Navarro, are you covering up? Who about fucking time that Vader is going into the Hall of Fame this weekend? We've been through this process before. What, Mr. Meadows, are you covering up? And who are you covering for? When given the opportunity to tell the truth about the attack on January 6th, both Mr. Scavino and Mr. Navarro continue to put loyalty to Donald Trump before the Constitution and the American people. Tonight, I will vote to hold Mr. Scavino and Mr. Navarro accountable for their actions and recommend that the House of Representatives cite both of them for contempt of Congress. And the Department of Justice must act swiftly. I will echo what my colleagues have already said, but more bluntly, Attorney General Garland, do your job so that we... Yes! The fuck is up with Merrick Garland? Young lady yields back. If there's no further debate, I now recognize the gentlewoman from Wyoming, Ms. Cheney, for a motion. Mr. Chairman, I move that the committee favorably report to the House the committee's report on a resolution recommending that the House of Representatives find Peter K. Navarro and Daniel Scavino Jr. in contempt of Congress for refusal to comply with subpoenas duly issued by the Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. The question is on the motion to favorably report to the House. Those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed... Herbie thinks Liz Cheney can cut a rug. The chair, the ayes have it. Mr. Chairman, I request a recorded vote. A recorded vote is requested. The clerk will call the roll. Ms. Cheney? Aye. Ms. Cheney votes aye. They all vote aye. Ms. Lofgren? Aye. Ms. Lofgren votes aye. Mr. Schiff? Oh, would we even aye. need a recorded vote? Mr. Schiff votes aye. 
Just overkill. Mr. Aguilar votes aye. They each just had like fucking five minutes. Murphy votes aye. To describe why they were in favor of the charges. Mr. Raskin votes aye. Mrs. Loria? Aye. Is unanimous. Because of course it is. Mr. Chairman. Now after this, they're going to meet in closed doors, behind closed doors. To discuss what to do about Jenny Thomas. Uh, Mr. Mr. Chairman, I didn't. And Mr. Kinzinger? Kinzinger votes aye. Kinzinger. Kinzinger didn't get cast his vote. Oh, 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 you left me out. You left me out. The clerk will report the vote. Mr. Chairman. I mean, I don't blame him. He's not going to be in Congress very much longer. The motion is agreed to. The vice chair is recognized. Mr. Chairman, pursuant to clock tick, tick, tick for Kinsinger. 11, I request that members have two calendar days in which to file with the clerk of the committee supplemental or additional views on the measure order reported by the committee tonight. So ordered. Without objection, staff is authorized to make any necessary technical or conforming changes to the report to reflect the actions of... So if you're just joining us, we've got some new people in, in here tonight. Um, we are live. The House of Representatives, this is the January 6th committee. They've just voted to hold Dan Scavino and Peter Navarro in contempt of Congress. They are now going to have a closed-door meeting. They're going to discuss the matter of Jenny Thomas... The Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas's wife. Um. Yeah, so that's what's going on. Sorry, I've been a little preoccupied over here because um, I've given my speech several times about uh, how I'm more capitalistic than a lot of people that call me communist because I file my taxes as a small business owner. That is not the case anymore. I signed my papers today. I'm I am signing my life away. I took I took a position with a company, and they've been asking me questions the entire time we've been doing this shit. So already already hitting the ground running and shit. And I've I've spent the day uh, filling out my paperwork, all that good shit. Well, why would I tell you that? Why why would I divulge that on the troll patrol? Not not that I don't trust you, Warlord. I would tell you in private. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it on the troll patrol so people can go and be like, hey, does this guy work for you? Rescind that offer. They'll cancel culture me in a heartbeat. It's I mean like I'm not I'm not doing anything unusual. I'm gonna be doing video editing. Audio editing, same thing I've always done. So, I'm not moving. I'm not. I'm not moving into a different like field, and I don't believe it's going to have any bearing on doing the troll patrol. The only thing I might see happening is possibly being moved back an hour. But uh, I'll let you guys know once I actually get more acclimated. I might end up taking some days off next week. Just to give you an update on what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't give you your meme for tonight because we started off with the congressional hearing. Party the fuck down, Battle of Awesome says. 
Slapping you, slapping you, slapping you silly because you've disrespected me. Yeah, that's my issue is like, you know, as a freelancer, you know, I do pretty good for myself, but also like I have to be motivated. Like I don't just go sit somewhere on the clock and make money. Like I actually have to get up and do work. And and like a lot of times I don't want to do work, so this actually this is actually I'm still gonna be working from home. Fortunately I have to do it on theirs. They're sending me fucking like eleven grand worth of equipment. Sucks about it is it's uh, and, that, and that's the thing is like usually I wouldn't take a job like this because they're going to be monitoring me. They're going to be they're going to have like tracking software on the computer and shit. I, I hate that stuff. I've always stayed a, a freelancer. Couldn't pass up the offer. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll work for that. I'll work on. I'll take your MacBook Pro. I'm about sick of it now, Spider. <laughs> but you know, I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna have to do the story tonight. That's what I did in the teaser. You know, I got my own twist on it, and I've got I've got something feel good for the end. Maynard did not pee on this. <laughs> Indeed, fucking socks pissed on my shoe last night, and I just looked at him like, dude, I love you. Why would you do that? I just washed them from the last time you pissed on them. The cats don't usually piss on things. I They're doing things to get my attention. Here's the thing is after f- five years, it's been five years that I've, I've worked from home for myself, had a little break where I did installs for a little bit, but predominantly five years. I've been here at home with these cats. And they run me. They get to do whatever the fuck they want. They have figured out ways to communicate to me what they want. And they will they will do the these things that annoy the shit out of me until I give in and do what they want. Kevin's shoes now, indeed. <laughs> These are three spoiled-ass cats because they are used to me being here with them every goddamn day. Uh, Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith. This was Sparkles. This was Sparkles' take on it last night. Will gonna have to slap everyone. I got jokes about his wife. And she does, and she does. Apparently, Sparkles and I did a whole like thirty-minute bit about the Smiths on the Freak Show a month or two ago. I didn't remember it because I even like she she made some post, and this was before the whole thing last night. She had made a post about how much she hated Will Smith. And I was like, "What? Why do you have a problem with Will Smith?" And she's like, "We've gone over this." We did it on the Freak Show. Turns out I even clipped it. It's a clip on YouTube. And I don't remember it. Oh, fucking Battle Opossum. Oh. 
Adela Possum says it's a sensitive subject. It means she can't even have her hair pulled while having sex with other people. I don't want to. I don't want to shame them for having an open marriage. That's cool. Like fucking. And Battle of Awesome knows I'm a fucking swinger. He knows this firsthand. He fucked one of my girlfriends. But uh, how high? How high was I? I'm always high. But I've got I've got my own spin on it. I've got something like if you stay for the whole show the the second time it was behind my back, the first time it was with my consent. I was there the first time. God damn, dude. Do you not remember this shit? Oh, fuck. That is right, he said. <laughs> I was there! I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna... That's the reason why she fucked him. was like... He bobbed up. was like, I'll take his virginity. I've never took somebody's virginity before. <laughs> like, alright, take his virginity. Well, it was a long fucking time ago. We getting old. A lot of shit has happened since then. And her kid pops into the chat from time to time. He hasn't in a while. He hasn't been in here in a while. But her her kid will pop in here in the Troll Patrol. Her dad is the one that does the intro when I come on. Patrol Patrol! Live! That's him! I'm still close with her. Until she deleted me off Facebook for... I, I don't... I'm guessing she got back with her ex that wanted to kill me. So she deleted me from Facebook. But like, fuck off. Delete me off Facebook. We ain't friends no more. Apparently, it wasn't more memorable for the Virgin because he's the one that forgot. <laughs> Another one. You want this one? They say you can't hear pictures. guess we should do the news watch that congressional hearing but now like okay here's my plan was because i've been busy all day i kind of have asked the show so my plan was to play this like 30 minute biden speech to just pad my fucking time out but now like i ain't gonna make it through no fucking 30 minute biden speech we already did that congressional hearing you want to just read the summation of fuck? Yeah, let's just read the summary of what he said today. Go to Axios. I'm sure they've got it. Nice and concise. Take us three minutes to read. 
Yeah, he said that uh, Will Smith wouldn't do that if uh, The Rock had said it. But I mean, I don't know. Will is fucking crazy. Okay, so this was this was one of the highlights from the Biden speech today. This is him walking back his. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to describe it as him walking back his comments about Putin, but apparently he's telling MS, or he's telling NBC, "I'm not walking back anything." Um, I still want to get back to your original words that he cannot remain in power. Can you help us understand? You have more foreign policy experience than any president who has ever held this office. Whether those are your personal doesn't mean it's good foreign policy experience. Why people would believe you as someone commanding one of the largest nuclear arsenals in the world, saying someone cannot remain in power is a statement of U.S. policy. And also, are you concerned about propaganda use of those remarks by the Russians? You should be. Tell me why you have so much experience. You are the leader of this country. Because it's ridiculous. Nobody believes we're going to take down. You don't have to suck his balls, you're a reporter. You don't have to suck up to him. I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody would believe that. Number you said one, he couldn't remain two, in power. What have I been talking about? You literally said that. Since this all began. The only war that's worse than one intended is one that's unintended. The last thing I want to do is engage in a land war or a nuclear war with Russia. That's not part of it. I was expressing my outrage at the behavior of this man. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And it's more an aspiration than anything. He shouldn't be in power. There's no, I mean, people like this shouldn't be ruling countries, but they do. The fact they do, but doesn't mean I can't express my outrage about it. Last question. Thank you. You've said that. uh, I guess that means it depends on what the conditions are on the ground come July. Vladimir Putin sees it that way, that he will not use this as an escalatory. uh, I don't care. What he thinks. Look, here's the deal. He's going to do what he's going to do. Putin, look. But you're not concerned that he may see your language and, and view that as, as a sign of a reason for escalation? Use that as an excuse to escalate, given no. his recent behavior? Given his recent behavior, you should... Excuse me, I shouldn't say that to you. Given his uh, behavior, people should understand that he is going to do what he thinks he should do, period. He's not affected by anybody else, including, unfortunately, apparently his own advisors. This is a guy who goes to the beat of his own drummer. And the idea that he is going to do something outrageous because I called him for what he was and what he's doing, I think is, is just not rational. Experience does not equal competency. Competency. Just, I have 20 years experience broadcasting. That doesn't mean I can pronounce competency. Experience does not equal competency. Biden's new budget. Bitches FDR style spending ambitions. I am not for this. But this is something to throw up in the faces of any right wingers that want to talk about how Biden is ruining the country. Biden has already cut the deficit. <laughs> It is on track to cut it by like one trillion over the next three years, I believe it was. Biden's new budget ditches FDR-style spending ambitions. President Biden released his first budget. He drew comparisons to Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I don't know why. Comparisons were seriously misguided. His second appears designed to keep him from becoming Herbert Hoover. 
The budget blueprint Biden released on Monday is an attempt to address the deep economic uncertainty caused by inflation. I love how he didn't even pass the first fucking budget. Now we're moving on to a, a second budget proposal. An attempt to address deep economic uncertainty caused by inflation and avoid an electoral wipeout in the midterm elections. Instead of transformational social spending, there's a smaller placeholder for projects to be named later. By focusing on deficit spending as a cause of inflation, administration officials are starting to parrot an argument by Senator Joe Manchin made in rejecting Biden's Build Back Better agenda. New programs that aren't fully offset can drive up prices. Meaning he is doing the bidding... Of the oil companies, because that's who Joe Manchin is doing the bidding of. The president also wants to assure Americans he'll increase defense spending in the face of new threats from Russia and fund the police to keep Americans safe at home. The exact opposite of what we need. More imperialism, more money for fascist-ass cops. Come the fuck on. Exactly. What an agenda. Great vision. Much progress. And the and the Pentagon spending was like 30% more than what the Pentagon even asked for. It's insane. Now, the right wing and even the mainstream press is clearly trying to Paint the picture that Biden's gaffes could cause World War III and get us into a war with Russia. That's what uh, the reporter was talking about when she was asking about him um, saying that Putin can't remain in power. She was saying, do you worry that Putin will use that as propaganda against the West as sort of a a rallying cry behind his regime? Here is where that talking point comes from, Fox News, where Kaylee McEnany apparently thinks that Biden could gaff his way into World War III. President Biden's disastrous Poland trip made headlines across the globe for all the wrong reasons. Disastrous Poland trip? Who who called it a disaster? Who seriously? This is until I heard Kaylee McEnany. Speak just now. I had not heard anyone say that his Poland trip was a disaster. The fuck is she talking about? And and here's the thing is like the whole Putin can't remain in power. That was just to project strength to appeal to idiots like Kaylee McEnany on Fox News. Reasons. The White House was forced to walk back some of the president's most stunning off script moments. Take a look. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. If chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response? I can't imagine that that wasn't scripted. It would, re- it would trigger a response in kind. You know, with the Ukrainian people... They- Lucrative trickle-up revenue stream for the wealthiest 5% of the population through defense contractors absolutely is. And you're going to see when you're there and some of you have been there. 
plane to see when you're there, Harris, he says to the 82nd Airborne, as if suggesting they're going into Ukraine. That was walked back. The chemical weapons comment walked back. And then the infamous one, you talked about it on your show, of course, um, the assertion with Russia that we're for regime change. I mean, Wait, who was that panel she just brought up? Into World War III, if we're not careful here. Was Peter Navarro on that panel? Way into being obsolete. Mm-hmm. No one's going to matter. No one's going to care what we do because it won't matter because they can't trust what's coming out of his mouth. Because every time he says something of substance, it would seem, even though it's, you know, opposite of what everybody would anticipate inside the White House, they don't try to own it. They don't support their boss in a way that turns it into strategy. Look, I. No, Flash. No, 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 no. Huckabee Sanders is running for governor of Missouri. What state was it? Arkansas. I'm sorry. Arkansas. Running for governor of Arkansas. I think Jay Johnson, formerly of the Obama administration, got this right. I think you own this. I think yeah. you and, and Maganini came out the best of all of them. She's on the most mainstream network and she was the one that was there when the when the fucking wheels were coming off when the insurrection happened jesus what the president said this that's probably how he feels it's not our foreign policy but how do we work that like how do we work that to our advantage they're so busy treating him like the gaff machine that we know him to be that they don't turn it into a win what kind of a team do oh, you it was her looks that got her on fox okay they know you're gonna do this who told us? That makes oh actually that makes sense, Flash. You're right. You're right. He knew it with the BFD thing, with the passing of health care. Right. I tried to clean that up as much as possible. <laughs> but it was Biden who said it on a hot mic, right? Oh, this is a da 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 da. I mean, everybody sees it. But how do you then take what the president has done and make it a win for the? She she was alluding to him saying it's a big fucking deal when they passed Obamacare among some. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Emily looks equals blonde. <laughs> I mean, those to me were in a different category. Those were the most dangerous comments I've heard made in 48 hours, given that you have a maniacal dictator Putin on the receiving end who already has this preconceived notion that all those things are. Her eyes look it's, empty. It's troubling, but there were also other gaffes. He said, don't jump to the 82nd Airborne, whatever that meant. Sanctions were not meant da, to the administration said otherwise. He said he wanted to. I was. I was oh, was she making a Snoop Dogg reference? This was a series of gaffes, a series. And even the AP points out this is the third major gaffe on a major issue. Who's this woman? This Rebecca Black looking chick. Devastating. The Wall Street Journal says warns us that the world is entering the most dangerous period since the United since the Soviet Union collapsed and perhaps since the 1930s. And we have a president, a commander in chief that can't get his CNN name, right? truck. Charles Cook writes, the standard should be excellent. Makes it on to Fox News. That keeps saying, oh, it's endearing his gaffes. Oh, we know what he means. Oh, it's because he's impolitic. No, it's not. What? It's because he doesn't in know politic? stuff. I need my commander in chief. I need the leader of the free world to be free world to be on it. To be. You people supported Trump. You think he was on it? You think he knew his stuff? Are you serious? What fucking planet do you live on? God damn! Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Be educated, to be articulate, to be accurate, a, a, accurate, and apprised of the situation. The exact opposite of Trump. Witnessing 
is a cleanup. Every time, it's like watching curling in the Olympics, right? Where as he goes and makes these gas, someone's behind him sweeping the floor. It's mind-boggling because- That's not why they're sweeping the- And unfortunately, I don't see an end in sight. They don't go behind sweeping and curling. Like they sweep in front of the, of the, of the, what, puck? Whatever the fuck that thing's called. They're actually fucking like, uh, um, like guiding it with the, this woman doesn't know what she's talking about. I think, I think that's how curling works. Hold on. Men's curling from the Olympics. Yeah, they're they're smoothing the ice. Oh, it won't let me play it on this device. Oh, what the fuck is that shit? Come on. All right. A stone. I think you're right, Flash. All right, we got to the bottom of this. She's wrong. I was correct on that. I don't even know anything about the fucking sport. a remedy that needs to happen, an accountability that needs to happen, it's going to be at the ballot box. Yeah. No, for That's sure. That's a long ways off, though. It it is. Is. we, we got to get through this off. moment right now, and you can't say he's not political. The man's been in politics for 50 years. So no drop move like an elf. And wouldn't that be a fascinating strategy mm. to show? But hey, 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 business. she needs somebody that's on it that knows what they're talking about, unlike her, who isn't on it and doesn't know what she's talking about. Or he really is the biggest human gaffe machine. And his team is not helping him. No, not, not at all. And to the point of his team, Trace, you know, they're calling these many in the media clarifications. The White House staff clarified on background, mm-hmm. but to the point of my former... Oh, that's not Peter Navarro, I'm sorry. This is more like contradictions than clarifications. Yeah, it's really almost like the president is constantly being reprimanded by his own people. And, you know, the president speaks, and then we have to wait for the advisors to come out and tell us what the president meant during that speech, which is, which is kind of awkward for the president. You talked about, Kaylee, the whole montage thing. Remember, the reason he said that was to try to show that he was being forceful to people like Fox News. Fox News took it and, and, and made it a, a detriment to Biden. God damn it. Stop trying to appeal to conservatives, Democrats, you stupid fucks. Let me tell you, the reason they do it is because that's who votes. It's who votes reliably. We're going into a midterm election, and the electorate is is likely to be more conservative. What I tell my 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 hard left friends, they're like, we we voted for the Democrat, and see, look what happened. I'm like, you got to keep doing it. The reason why the Republicans get what they want is because they vote. You can't just vote once and throw your hands up. You've got to always be applying pressure. You've got to keep voting. You've got to always be fucking emailing your congressman, your senator. But I mean, the, the Democrats are just making a calculation that of the people that are going to vote this fall, they are going to be predominantly conservative. So we're going to try to appeal to them. That's that's why if I was advising the Democrats, I would be like, legalize pot, cancel student loans. Boom. You will win. You will animate the people that you need to animate to win. 
But the way the Democrats are looking at it right now is that those people that would be animated by legalizing pot and canceling student loans don't vote. So why should we cater to them? They don't vote. I know it's stupid, but that's the way they look at it. And how it didn't include things like the sanctions and stuff, nor did it include when a couple of months ago he was talking about just a small incursion. She in always looks like she, have she smelled something. And we never really did get a response or reply. If somebody is microwaving fish in the break room. What does it mean when he says chemical weapons are being used? If they're used, we would reply in kind. The definition of that would be with equal force. And they really haven't cleaned that one up because she was like sewing or something. I want to steal this quote if I can from the Wall Street Journal. They say, quoting here, the same critics who are lambasting Mr. Biden helped to hide his obviously fading capacity. <laughs> the 2020 campaign. No, 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 no. It's so pronounced Tolkien. Tolkin. They thought he was the only Democrat who named him after J.R.R. Tolkien speaking. And they're very careful with him. And, and this is part and parcel of the reason why, because they have to kind of clean up a lot of this stuff. It, it, and it, ta- and it takes a, more a than just thing. voting. There I has to be a ground game. There has to be constant day, pressure. And agree with his It sucks. It's, but really we're going up against fucking billionaires that have all the money in the world. It Trace, that quote really stood out to me, too. Let's super hell. Super hell. If you microwave fish in the break room you go to super hill one and, and wondering what some of the president biden's stances were and you know we call a lid very early when we we're just beginning our day there at the mm-hmm. white house you know multiple stops across the country but he really had the luxury of being in the basement even in the debates wait is it not rr tolkien was i was i confusing him with you know a main george rr mark yeah i don't know anything about your stupid fantasy books I'm new to the no, show, we'll just so, just so to you know, it's my first time on. <laughs> all good, all good. Cassie, then Trace. Well, all the points that were made, because we were all just supposed to trust. This was the guy with 50 years of experience, right? No need to ask, no need to verify, no need to get his perspective, mm-hmm. because we should have it. 50 years of experience of being wrong on nearly every major foreign policy mm-hmm. issue. That uh, she got a point. <laughs> But I will take Emily's point with the voters at the voting blo- voting block. There's new poll out today that a whopping 71 percent of Americans have little or no confidence in the president's response on Ukraine. He's at a 40 percent approval rating, 55 percent. I honestly, when it comes to Ukraine, like for Democrats writ large, I don't know what more we can ask for. It's not only the leader of our country, it's the leader of their party. And Americans right now are saying things are bad abroad, things are bad at home. And the finger pointing is at you guys who keep steering us in the wrong direction and making us. Rumstein. Poll. The world, let alone what are we polling? What's what's my favorite song? So Probably "Son." I like America. For people like me who love to point out where the Democrats are getting it wrong. Trace. <laughs> I just want to quickly point out. Engel is really fucking cool. Handling of the war in Ukraine. The poll is. That's, so that's the thing. I can't stand the song "Do Host." I think that song is stupid. And it was like everywhere in the late 90s, early 2000s, whenever the fuck it was. Rasmussen. I'm sorry, Rasmussen Pro. I fucked that name. Rammstein. For the longest time, I wouldn't listen to Rammstein. When I finally did, when I finally gave him a listen about 2015... 2016, somewhere along those lines. Like, oh my god, these guys are fucking amazing. Holy shit. I've been missing out.
still hate the song Du Host, though. But I'm, the, I'm that way with many artists. Like, the song that makes it big on the radio, I'll, I fucking hate. I, I'll despise it, and, I, and then I won't give the band a chance. Fucking, that was me. System of a Down, man. I, I hated uh, uh, Chop Suey. It wasn't until uh, I listened to Steal This Album all the way through. I'm like, fuck, these guys are amazing. I love them. And now I can listen to Chop Suey. I fucking love it. They're making a documentary about Rasputin. Or maybe it's a maybe it's a drama. Docudrama or whatever the fuck about Rasputin. Know that I'm into it. I don't give a shit. Ram Ranch. Ram Ranch. See, that's my thing is I can't, uh, people, people get upset with me about my music, but like, I I can't listen to anything that's been on the radio. Like if it was a radio hit, cause I worked in radio for years. This song by Grant McDonald. Is that what I'm, is, is that what you're talking about? Ram Ranch. I'm so confused. What what is Ram Ranch? <laughs> I do not want a Ram Ranch. That sounds like a bad time. The song by by Little V here. This song, this song specifically. I'll heart it for later. I'll come back to it. We'll find we'll find out about Ram Ranch. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the name. So Trump had a rally over the weekend. I can't remember what day it was. Was it Saturday? Like it was Saturday in Georgia. And yet you have people like John Kerry worrying about the climate. The climate. Well, yeah, we're setting record high temperatures on the West Coast. Record low temperatures on the East Coast. Yeah, the climate, you stupid fuck. Oh, I heard that the other day. Here we are, guys, threatening us. He's worried about the ocean will rise one hundredth of one percent over the next three hundred. Like just from that, just from the ice shelf that collapsed, was it like a hundred and sixty-one feet or some shit? That can't be right. I have to be. I have to be a hundred and sixty-one feet. I have to be off on that one. Hold on. We did the story of the ice shelf collapsing last night. Couldn't have been 161. Okay, go back to last night's notes and find out what it was. Good thing I post them on Patreon. If you subscribe for a dollar, get all of my notes that I use every night. 
Just a dollar. Just a dollar a month on Patreon. You can subscribe for a little more, and I'll give you a little other uh, this and that. If the water frozen in East Antarctica melts, okay, this is where this is where I was close. I it wasn't just this ice shelf though. If the if the frozen if the water frozen in East Antarctica melts, it would raise sea levels more than 160 feet around the world. Oh yeah, we we did that story last night. Record, record heat waves in both the Arctic and the Antarctic. So I'm sorry, you dumb fuck. You don't know what you're talking about. But I mean, the the woman on Fox News think this this guy has it together, has the facts straight. Bullshit. As he's worried about, the ocean will rise one hundredth of one percent over the next three hundred fucking years. That woman's face. Over the next three hundred fucking years. Over the next 300 fucking years. He don't care. He ain't going to be here. Here we are, guys, threatening us. He's worried about the ocean will rise one hundredth of one percent over the next 300 fucking years. She just saw she just saw fucking Jesus. That made her day. The next 300 fucking years. Just gonna let let that sit there for a little bit. Ma'am, if you like F-bombs... I have a show for you. It's called the Troll Patrol Live. It is on every night, Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. I drop a, a fuck ton of F-bombs. You will enjoy it. That's, if that's all it takes, make your panties wet. Ma'am, tune into this show. I've got plenty of F-bombs for you. He ain't gonna live to see his Florida beach house. Drowning, unfortunately. Fuck your feelings, that's what she's saying. Oh, god damn. Trump deserves 300 fucking years for his crimes. Trump likely committed felony obstruction, federal judge rules... Federal judge ruled the former President Donald Trump more than more likely than not attempted to illegally obstruct Congress. A federal judge ruled Monday that former President Donald Trump more likely than not attempted to illegally obstruct Congress as part of a criminal conspiracy when he tried to subvert the 2020 election on January the 6th, 2021. Based on the evidence, the court finds it more likely than not that President Trump corruptly attempted to obstruct the joint session of Congress on January the 6th. This is according to U.S. District Court Judge David Carter. Carter's sweeping and historic ruling came as he ordered the release to the House January 6th Committee of 101 emails from Trump ally John Eastman rejecting Eastman's effort 
to shield them via attorney-client privilege. Eastman used the email account of his former employer, Chapman University, to discuss political and legal strategy related to efforts to overturn the 2020 election and had sued the select committee to prevent them from obtaining the emails from the school. Chapman University spokesperson uh, Cerise Valenzuela Metzger said the university would comply with the court order and Eastman said in a statement through his attorneys he would also comply. Carter, who sits in federal court in California, said that the plan Eastman had developed was obviously illegal and that Trump knew it at the time, but pushed forward with an effort he says would have effectively ended American democracy. You would think this would be getting a little more coverage, wouldn't you? I still don't think the United States and the people... The citizens have grappled with the gravity of exactly what happened on January 6th. And that they're going to do it again. If you let these people take power in the fall, they're going to do it again. It is going to be amazing if we make it out of this decade with some shred of a democracy intact. But that's the reason why the right is always like, well, it's not a democracy. We're a republic. We're a constitutional republic. We're not a democracy. Democracy is mob rule. I've heard it a million fucking times. They're wrong. Constitutional republic is our form of government. Our form of voting is democratic vote. We have representatives who speak on our behalf, and we elect them through democratic vote. We are a democracy. And the answer to the ills of our government is more democracy. It's always more democracy, and I want to see the institutions of the United States become more democratic. If you've been watching this show for a while, you've probably heard me talk about my harebrained idea to abolish the House of Representatives and have all of us log in via some sort of social network with our social security numbers and we all vote. Real direct democracy. You can leave the Senate in place. The House. The House is the important one. The House has the power to declare war. The House passes the budget. More democracy. I'm for it. You know, Sky Comet, you you make an interesting point. That they may just hate the word democracy because they hate the word Democrat. Because they, they, they it sounds so much like Democrat. And you're you're correct. You have to you have to think You have to think like a little rat. With his little rat brain. That's another reason why I couldn't be a right-wing commentator is just because I can't make myself see it from their perspective. I I can't lower my IQ 50 points to... 
think about the reaction they would have to something. Speaking of shitty-ass Democrats, the lieutenant governor of New York is apparently under investigation by the feds. We have a CBS News hit. New York's lieutenant governor is the focus of a federal investigation, and it could have an impact. I just said that. CBS 2 political reporter Marsha Kramer says the probe has led to the indictment of a Harlem real estate developer who is a longtime supporter. Confetti fell and spirits were riding high last month as New York Democrats picked their nominees for governor and lieutenant governor, Kathy Hochul and Brian Benjamin. I truly want to thank you for this honor. Now there is concern about the ticket amid reports that the feds are investigating Brian Benjamin's role, if any, in efforts by a longtime supporter, Harlem real estate investor Gerald Migdal, to funnel illegal contributions to Benjamin's campaign for city controller last year. Migdal has been indicted on charges of concealing and misrepresenting representing dozens of illegal contributions to Benjamin, and now the feds are reportedly trying to determine what role, if any, Benjamin played in efforts to raise money. Benjamin has not been accused of any wrongdoing, and a source close to the lieutenant governor insists he's not a target of the probe, but political consultant Hank Scheinkoff says Democrats have some tough decisions to make and need to talk turkey to Benjamin. Tell us the truth, Brian Benjamin, and if you can't, you've got to go, because we've got a lot at stake. State Senate seats in Long Island, State Senate seats in other parts of the state and the governorship all this comes as a good new- lord if he was a republican beating her declared Democrat- he could have his fucking wife talking about how like he abused her and her children and he'd still be running but it's a whole different story if former governor andrew cuomo runs it's hokel 38 cuomo 30 swasi 12 williams 7. no fucking way he's gonna run he fucking will won't he He fucking will. He fucking will. (laughs) Andrew Cuomo is going to run again. He's going to be the governor of New York again. The problems become greater since Cuomo is far more... Wait, wait, wait. Where's the political consultant saying, like, you need to sit down and have a come-to-Jesus talk with Cuomo about getting out of the race? Why are the, the dude that's not even, like, the focus of an investigation, apparently, has, has some serious soul-searching to do, but Cuomo, <laughs> who is guilty as fuck. Oh, my God popular in the minority communities, communities Benjamin was expected to bring into the tent. Cuomo leads Hochul 50 to 23 among African-American voters, 36 to 33 among Latinos. The big Wow! ...to replace Benjamin as her running mate. The governor's spokesperson refused to comment. Benjamin's spokesperson wouldn't say whether he has discussed the race with his boss. In the newsroom, I'm Marcia Kramer, CBS 2 News. Good evening, I'm... Well, clearly we're going to have to pay attention to the governor's race in New York. Because it's going to be interesting. We're going to have a hell of a governor's race down in Florida as well. Fortunately, this is causing Governor Ron DeSantis to do some really asshole shit. 
in order, to, in order to shore up his base because he's going to be in a tough re-election fight. And his 2024 hopes hinge on him winning re-election in Florida next year. Florida's so-called Don't Say Gay bill signed into law by Governor DeSantis this afternoon. The law has been widely criticized. It was even ridiculed at last night's Oscars. But the governor claims it gives parents more control. Death Santos. Let's get right to Local 10's Glenna Milberg, live with our top story at 6 tonight. Glenna. And that's why it's actually... And you're like, I'm your friendly news personality. Toss it down to Glenna to talk about the bill that is going to discriminate against... A whole marginalized community, and we're going to announce it like it's just a happy fun times. Yes. With our sing-songy voice. We call the parents' rights in education now law, not bill. And there was never a doubt that the governor was going to sign it today. He was one of its biggest champions and even seemed to relish the controversy is, around it. He yes, this is, pro- this is fucking propaganda. You should be pissed off that he is using your state as a prop for national propaganda for his political aspirations to run for president. You stupid fucks. Hold him to account. The governor signed the bill and backed the intent. Gender bread man. So this is trying to sow doubt about kids, about their gender identity. The parents' rights and education law gives parents full control of what their children do and learn in school, plus options to challenge it all. One provision specifically bans curriculum about sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade and requires it to be age appropriate. Hey, fucking Will Smith, you want to slap somebody? I've got somebody way more deserving of it. His name is Ron DeSantis. Make a little trip down to Florida. Going down to Tallahassee and go to the Capitol. Pay a little visit to Ron DeSantis and give him a fucking slap. How about that? Because let me tell you what Ron DeSantis is doing is far more egregious than Chris Rock's stupid joke. Appropriate for older students. What this does is set clear guardrails. That one paragraph spawned passionate protests, the catchy but technically non-factual Don't Say Gay tagline, and national ridicule most recently at the Oscars. And for you people in Florida, we're going to have a gay night. Gay, 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 gay. Gay, gay, gay. Potential effects like vague wording that might silence teachers in fear of being sued or perceptions that LGBT... I got in like... I would hope Wanda Sykes put her money where her mouth is, but I hope everybody up on that fucking stage has given money to the political opponents of Ron DeSantis and the Republicans in Florida. Because that's all, your performative bullshit isn't good for anything. You got a shit ton of money. Use it. Use it. You kids and families are not to be talked about. I don't understand why we can't use these words. A sampling of parents finds a variety of perspectives, but mostly from narratives they've heard and not the bill itself. I think in general it's important that things are age appropriate. I want my children to feel like they can be whoever they want to be. This new law is among the so-called culture war legislation. Florida's culture war legislation carried for their base voters this election year session. You've seen a lot of sloganeering um, and fake narratives. 
So while this bill was going through the process, there were actually two Republican senators and seven Republican House members who crossed party lines and voted against this bill. Good on them. them represent districts in South Florida. Now that it's law, it takes effect on July 1st. So for the next school year, I want to alert you to our web, local10.com. You can go there. You can read the bill for yourself firsthand. Tune out the noise. Look at it yourself. There's also, uh, once you do, a poll you can take. And be appalled. you support or oppose it. All right there, local10.com. I'm Glenna Milberg, live in Miami Beach tonight. Local 10 News. And hey, they feel like they're doing like, hey, we did journalism, we were impartial, we told you to go look at the bill for yourself and make up your own mind. No, no, your job is to report what is actually in the bill, what it will do and how it will affect their lives. You are the news. You are supposed to relay that information to people. That's another thing that pisses me off about local news sites here a lot lately. They will ask people on social media what their opinion is on a story. No, motherfuckers. You're not supposed to ask the viewer what their opinion is on a story. You're supposed to tell them what the facts are so that they can form an educated opinion on the story. Stupid fucks. It really is the most penis state. You think you think that that was a? I, they could be for it, or they could just be. Uh, they could be wanting to be super impartial to the point of absurdity. LG. WPLG. If it's owned by Sinclair or Nextstar, those are the. Those are the really conservative conglomerates. Berkshire Hathaway. They are owned by Berkshire Hathaway, which is an investment firm. So I'm going to guess they are pretty, they're not owned by one of the dominant conservative conglomerates. They're owned by an investment firm. All right. Content warning. I'm going to do it. We're going to talk about the stupid slap. Everybody got to talk about the slap. Everybody got to give their two cents about the slap. So if you want to bail, bail. But I've got, I've got, I've got something that the, that was overshadowed at the Oscars that I think was pretty neat that I think you want to stick around for. So here is the raw footage from like the Australian feed, the Japanese feed, whatever the fuck it was. Oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. He sure as fuck did. Now, like, apparently I didn't watch this bullshit. Apparently the American version, all of this dialogue is edited out. So it's just a slap and then they cut to something. I, at my first thought, and I'm cynical about every fucking video I watch on the internet, my first thought was that it was staged. Still possibly, I 15% could believe it was staged. 
But when you look at Chris Ross. Chris Rock's reaction to it, and when you look at Will Smith's reaction, when he Will Smith is like in fucking tears as he's walking away, and Chris Rock looks legitimately stunned. Now they're both fucking actors, so Will Smith looks fucking psycho. Yes, <laughs> I. We'll watch the slow mo here in a second, and you you can you can see what you think. Oh wow! Wow! Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> wow, dude! Yeah, it was a G. Look, he has that look in his eyes right there. Like he is, he's lost it. Now everyone is talking about this, and, and then like, hey, I'm going to show you the biggest piece of evidence that would confirm that this was a work, as a a wrestler would say. G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's no joke out of this. fucking mouth! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a... Uh, he seems genuinely shook. They've already rebooted Fresh Prince, and Will is just like a executive producer or some shit. Also, it's totally not the Fresh Prince. It's a drama based on the characters. It's weird. It's really weird. You watch the slow-mo of it, and you gotta say, like, shit, he really fucking hit him. He really reacts to it. He looks fucking shocked. Now, also, I want to say, like, they're fucking friends. I'm pretty sure there are many a picture of them together. And see, look, like, Chris Rock is, like, he's, like, laughing. He's laughing. It's, like, a nervous laughter. Got an erection for sure. I saw one meme that said, uh, this is a, like it, it was referring to Chris Rock. He's like, "Oh shit, this is a kink I didn't know I had." <laughs> is he like Will right, right there? Looks like he's kind of like laughing, but also he does lean in. I've I've seen wrestlers break it down. Marty Jannetty broke it now. Marty Jannetty confessed to murder on Facebook, but Marty Jannetty broke it down and said it's a work. The wild thing, and this 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 could be one of the reasons why, if the Oscars knew Will Smith was going to win Best Fucking Actor, just a little bit later on, then maybe doing something like that would have been good publicity for them. Um, was a fierce defender of his family. I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. Art imitates life. I look. Now, here's the, here's the thing I saw on Twitter. It was like, uh, do you think the Oscars could ever plan anything this interesting? They have been shit at publicity in the past. 
The Oscars have been horrible. Like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Um, but love will make you do crazy things. Um, thank you. Uh, uh, Hoping Academy invites me back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a better joke than Chris Rock came up with afterwards. Apparently, if you notice, Will did not apologize to Chris there. La La Land won. <laughs> no, Coda won. I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch Coda this uh, this coming weekend. Watch West Side Story with uh, Sparkles on Saturday. I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. Smith apologizes to Chris Rock for the Oscar slap. This happened like right as I was coming on. I was out of line and I was wrong. Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are a part of the job. But a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There's no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. Now, if you guys are correct in calling it a ploy, then here is the evidence that it was indeed a ploy. Oscar ratings jump 56% from last year's record low. At least 15.3 million people watched Sunday's uh, 94th Oscar Awards, according to preliminary figures from Nielsen, up from 9.85 million people that were counted in immediately following last year's show. Still the second smallest Oscars audience in history. While Will Smith's now infamous slap across comedian Chris Rock's face stole the show, it likely didn't have a huge impact on ratings, given how late in the program the incident occurred. Public interest in Sunday night's Oscars exploded in the 11 p.m. hour after the slap, according to data from Newswhip. That's what I thought. I thought I, sh- I saw data that it, it, it actually drove everything, because uh, I posted the clip to my friends within like five minutes of it happening. It went ultra-viral. It went ultra. Oh, I can't talk. Ultra viral. So I wouldn't doubt the people tuned in, especially if they were tangentially aware that Will Smith was nominated for Best Actor. But you know, you know, I'm not going to do this story without. Uh, first, we're going to hear from a right wing nut job about the story. His name is Jeremy. He's got a little channel called The Quartering. I believe this is the first time we've watched What's The Quartering on, on, Jeremy here from on the, the Troll Quartering. Patrol. By the way, if you have found this video in YouTube search or you haven't yet subscribed, I do between five and seven videos a day, five to six days a week here. He does five to seven videos a day of just nonstop bullshit. Driving about how popular culture doesn't cater to a white male with a chip on his shoulder. Covering everything from pop culture to the quivering and everything entertainment. If you haven't yet, 
I hope today will be the day I earn your subscription. Just click that red subscribe button. Oh, Flash, Flash. He won for uh the the Venus and Serena. What was the name of the what was the name of the the movie? But it was the it was the uh uh drama about the Williams sisters. King Richard. He played uh Venus and Serena's father in King Richard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Belfast won some shit. Coda won Best Picture. Doom cleaned up and won all kinds of fucking shit. So, I'm definitely going to watch Coda. Definitely going to watch Dune. I'll probably, I'll try to do both of those this weekend. But also, this coming weekend is WrestleMania. Oh, and show note. This coming week is WrestleMania. WrestleMania is two nights, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday night, I will probably come on at 4.20. We'll do a short show, and then I'm going to go watch WrestleMania. You guys ready for some Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, hell yeah. The movie was titled, I'm going to slap you, sucker. All right, the quartering, he wants to win our sub. He wants to, he wants to win our sub. So guys, let's go into this with an open open mind. Let's give Jeremy a chance. Let's see if he will win our sub. Down below the video, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps me greatly appreciate it. Easier. Let's YouTube know people actually like my channel or the content. Now, I've covered the Will Smith stuff quite a bit today. You all seem to be liking it. It's it's fun to cover because it's just <laughs> I got a shit ton of clicks on it, so here, let me make another video about it, because that's money, money, money. It's got so many great layers. First of all, the hypocrisy, the, the whether or not it was real. I am still very convinced that it was real. I know some people are still hanging on, but I think as we collect more and more information, it was definitely real. Second, the hypocrisy of it all. Imagine, do you think, like, uh... I think Adam Preach brought up this point. Do you think... Who? Well, how do you think it would have been different if Will Smith... If Ricky Gervais was up there? Do you think Will Smith would have done that? Good Lord, I wish it was Ricky Gervais. I mean, Chris Rock probably deserved a slap, but if anybody deserved to have the fucking shit knocked out of them, it is Ricky goddamn Gervais. What if it was Amy Schumer making that joke? Would he have screamed at Amy Schumer? And let's just Probably. say hypothetically that he did. What would the reaction have been? Right? Chris Rock is not a big guy. I don't know what his actual like height is, but he he's he's not a lot. He's not a big dude. Um, Will Smith is like six two, six three. He's probably two and a quarter. I think Jeremy's saying he could take Chris Rock. Chris Rock is five ten. Okay, that's not like that short. He's probably fifty pounds lighter. Than Will Smith. Will Smith has trained, at least in boxing, a minimum, at least. I so, I mean, also act cursory act, training uh, in boxing for the Ali you know, movie. I'm sure. The reason we don't talk about you know why it's so taboo for men to do that is because we have a huge size and power and physicality advantage. Well, Will Smith has a huge. I'm not calling Chris Rock a woman. I'm just saying. There is a huge discrepancy between size and... Who knows where he's going with this? If, you, if you've if you never seen the quartering before... 
So essentially, Will just like you know, he. he Chris, I thought his yeah. name was the quartering, but apparently his channel is the quartering. Says anything about that? He's doing the Everyone's quartering. Quick to run out. Well, his name is Jeremy. I don't know. Speaking of the crazy stars, though, before we get into the brand new news that he is under formal review, quick word from this video sponsor under Lucky Stars. Oh, good job. God damn it. God, fuck. The message star maps and use quote, the Academy condemns the action of Mr. Smith at last night's show. A spokesperson for the Academy of Motion Pictures and Sciences shared according to a report from Variety. We have officially started a formal review around the incident and will explore further action and consequences in accordance with our bylaws, standards of conduct, and California law. Like, I don't want to make fun of him just for reading the news to people. Uh, and said that, oh, like, I actually go out of my way to, like, collect stories and, and, and have, like, a structure and shit when I read the news to people. But, you know, you absolutely have to. I know they won't. I'm not just reading the... But they top publication for the celebrity news about the big celebrity story that everyone's Hollywood talking about. Says that they care about like domestic situations, right? Toxic masculinity, as they might say. Here you had it on stage in front of I don't know thousands of people. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of people condemn it. Watching at home, said nothing. Everything was fine. It's totally fine. No, no, I've seen most of the people on the left condemn both Chris Rock for his horrid comments and Will Smith for resulting resorting to violence. Both people can be wrong. Fine for Will Smith. You know, he I, I'm just I'm just in it for the memes. Opinion, I'm just in it for the memes. Night, that he should have been arrested. That he should have been taken off taken out immediately from that event and he should have had to forfeit his award period if we're gonna if we're gonna try to add context to one human not liking a joke and putting their hands on another human if you're gonna just say well uh, i don't know well let's be clear it was a shitty joke like, yeah, don't make fun of a black woman's hair. Especially, like, apparently Chris Rock had done a whole documentary about black women's hair. But, like, G.I. Jane? Fucking get better. Chris fucking Rock, dude. G.I. Jane? That's the fucking, that's the joke? Joke sucked, dude. The joke sucked. You should be a you should be ashamed that you are Chris Rock. You are a multi-millionaire comedian. You're worth like a hundred million dollars. You are a comedian worth a hundred million dollars, and you got up there and told a GI Jane joke in 2022. The fuck? No, there is no room for. Well, I don't know. You don't get to do that. Period. The second. He put his hands on him. Wait a minute. I thought right-wingers were all about solving from the issues with violence. His life. That's if they, that's if, of course, if you want me to believe. That's I get it, Flash. I get it. That the Academy actually gives a damn about their, about their uh, bylaws. They don't. Of course they don't. 
if you want me to believe that the Academy cares, yes, I just realized my EQ is off. You're not going crazy. My voice did change a little bit there. I'm not. I'm not taking a position on whether he should have done it or he shouldn't have done it. Fuck! I'll run up and punch somebody in the fucking face if they deserve it. Rescind his award. Don't ban me, Twitch. That wasn't a threat of violence. Roman Polanski and Kevin Spacey still have theirs, but going there's always a good time to start. You know, having some morals and beliefs. I don't think they're going to take the Oscar from him. Start being a person of your word. And they make excuses. Why wasn't he ejected after a slap? Because he was up for an award. For starters, numerous sources towards uh, close to the Academy of Motion Picture Science of Variety. It's evident from social media accounts and wide reports inside the telecast that many attendees were dumbfounded by the act. Unsure if it was a bit between two famous men or intentional. Adjacent to Hollywood's Dolby Theater Inn and Los Hotel on site of the annual Governor's Ball post-reception, Academy leadership convened to discuss protocol. One insider said... The Academy is a nonprofit organization ruled by bylaws, and sources say there appear to be a no previous or no provisions addressing open-handed smacking across the face of a live show. Why does that need to be specified? Why does that need no? You put your hands on someone at my show. You're he's gone. he's if I'm he's human. Meet up, okay, and 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 somebody at my fan meetup, which I would never probably do, but you get what Wait, I'm saying. Jeremy, don't, don't you guys love violence? violence? You're gone. Period. Weren't I don't you like care if you're my best friend? Steven Crowder had that shirt that's like fight like hell and shit. Weren't, weren't you the side that's cool with violence? Because I'll be goddamned if like every time I piss a right winger off, they don't want to like give me your address. I want to meet you somewhere. It's like the it's like the dumbest behavior, lowest possible. Like uh, IQ move. Ever. Apparently, Jeremy from the quartering is a pacifist. You want to handle your business with Will? Handle it. At, whatever happened to like meeting people after the show? Handling your business that way. If you want to put your hands on him, Will, you should have did it later, not on stage when you made the enti- so you could make the entire night about you. And by the way, this was not. This was not about the joke. Make no mistake. Make no mistake, it's not about the joke. I don't, my hair is doing something funky. What's it about, Jeremy? This was not about the joke. This was about Will Smith being publicly humiliated by his wife maybe a year ago, multiple times. Oh, ho, ho, ho! People keep bringing this up. They publicly humiliated by. They're in a consensual open relationship. Am I? For, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I want to. I want to promote non-monogamy. Like not. Not. Most people aren't meant to be monogamous. Monogamy works for some people, and that's totally fine. But we should normalize non-monogamous relationships in society. And I'm pretty sure that whatever situation they have, whether Will is a cuck or not, is consensual and they've agreed upon it. So I don't know why people keep bashing Will. Like, if you like to let your... If you like to watch your, your significant other get fucked, that's totally cool. If you like the dude to humiliate you, why they do it? 
cool. I don't understand that, but cool. And I don't want to slut shame anybody. I don't know, Flash. I don't keep up with celebrity news. I don't know what the fuck happened. But, uh, like, I, I keep seeing jokes about, you know, Will Smith has been cucked. But, I mean, fucking, like, he's Will Smith. If he's in an open relationship, he's bringing, he's bringing home whatever tell he wants to. So, I mean, come on. Multiple times. That's what this is about. And on top of that, he's trying to claim it's the insecurity from being cucked. Never, I mean, like, I don't. He's know, lashing out about Will Smith desperately trying to get his masculinity back. Oh, that's that's what he wants. That's what he he desperately hoped that that slap would make him look like a tough guy, but it didn't. Made him look like a cuck, which is why it's been trending all day. All, I mean. It wasn't the most forceful slap, you've got to admit. He planted a foot forward, he he stepped into it. But now it is kinda it's kinda limped wrist. He did like a jazz hand too right afterwards. All day, the word cuck has been trending on Twitter. Parents are going to have to describe to their kids what that means. Because of Will Smith. Oh, will somebody think of the children? Escorting Smith out of the ceremony was discussed, the source said. Though by the time any substantive scenarios were imagined, he'd already been called up to the podium to accept an Oscar for his turn in King Richard. The show ended shortly thereafter as a joyous atmosphere turned sour. Another person close to the event pointed out that the show producers did not want the optics of having security remove a beloved star from his seat, especially as Smith supporters highlighted the defense of his wife. Yeah, uh, Jada Pickett Smith's rock joke about her bald rock joke about her bald head. Why optics? You read about optics? The guy hit somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are concerned with how they look, Jeremy. Unlike present company, you open yourself up to liability. Now that this is out there. What what if something had happened in in him and Chris got in into into it again backstage, and it's Chris or someone else got hurt? That would be on them. It appears Will Smith may face some disciplinary action or sanction, though it's unlikely he will. Oh, is it like yeah, how many times has Jeremy used the word "cuck"? States it categorically is categorically opposed any form of abuse. Smith, who was named Best Actor for his portrayal of Richard Williams, the father of a tennis greats Venus and Serena Williams, and King Richard, had a big night marred by his outburst. After Chris Rock made the joke, we all saw what happened. Love will not make you do crazy things. Uh, will Smith is in a just a as no 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 love space. love is a wonderful love thing space and uh, make a one man weep make another man sing I broke out some Michael yeah. Bolton on you. I guess wanting people to not hit each other at my event is is more important to me than it is to hollywood i hope you enjoyed this video again if i didn't and you did not win me over you will not get my subscription i just wanted a dumb fuck right wingers take on what happened at the oscars last night but the whole will smith and chris rock thing completely overshadowed what was a really touching moment 
That was Liza Minnelli coming out in one of her rare public appearances. She didn't seem to understand what was going on, and Lady Gaga walked her through it, and like, I'm going to try not to cry. You see that? Yeah. The public, they love you. Oh, yes, but now what am I, I don't understand. I got it. Good evening. You know how I love working with legends. Oh, my baby. <laughs> and I'm honored to oh. present the final award of the evening with a true show business legend. (laughs) She's celebrating the 50th anniversary of Cabaret. Oscar award-winning actress, Liza Minnelli. The hell of an intro from Lady Gaga. Throughout the night, <laughs> we've seen highlights of the ten best, nom- no, you know, nominated for best picture <laughs> awards. Now we're going to show you something else, and then we're, we're going, going to tell you who it is. Are right now. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Coda Don't look up I fucking love Liza Minnelli Dune King Richard Licorice Pizza Nightmare Alley Well at least Will Smith didn't win this one too West Side Story. All right, Liza. Yes? Welcome and bienvenue. Welcome. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here, and especially with you. I'm your biggest fan. Are you excited to announce Best Picture? And the Oscar goes to... Okay, Coda. RB, she's really old. She's like 80-something now. Or she might be 90. Oh, she's only 76. My bad. I'm sorry, Liza Minnelli. I overshot it. I'm sorry. My apologies. Dear, I made you much older than what you are. But she's had some health issues as of late. That's fantastic to see her out on the stage with Lady Gaga. That was my Oscar moment. I got overshadowed by stupid-ass Will Smith. Now, this is Little Hobbs. Little Hobbs needs some exercise, but Little Hobbs doesn't want to exercise. <laughs> you, you can see he doesn't want to do his swimmies. Buddy, you're a chonk. you got to lose some weight. <laughs> but he doesn't want to do his swimmies. <laughs> He's just floating in the pool. 
Oh. Yeah, I showed you a chonky little puppy. If you're watching on Twitch, we're going to head over to Echoplex Media. It is Meltdown Monday. Uh, I, I, I'm i sure the media winch will probably discuss the meltdown that happened last night on the Oscars. At least for a little bit. My apologies if you get too much of it. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We will see you tomorrow night. The Troll Patrol. Take you out live.